Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. I can't take just the time we have. There's so much there and the depths of it. And part number two, limitless. Everybody say limitless. Limitless. Glory to God. God, we have put so much limit on God. So much limits. And God says, are you kidding me? I didn't ask for your instructions to tell me how to create anything. Hello? In fact... I thought about you before you were. That's why you are. <laughs> so why don't you let's let me think through you, and I'll take, according to what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he said he's going to take the things that are not, that are not, to bring to naught the things that are. I want to say that one more time. He's going to take the things that are not to bring to naught the things that are. All of the confusion, frustration of our generation, God's going to take what they cannot see. He wants to take it and put it in you. And putting it in you, that's what is going to liberate this generation. The things that are not. To bring to naught the things that are. In fact, God has chosen that. Turn to your neighbor and say, God chose you. God chose you. Now, don't ask the neighbor what they chose. <laughs> okay? Because they may have looked at us, you know, and said, well, I didn't choose you. But God chose me. And guess who counts? God does. God's the one that counts. Today, somebody's going to get... Liberated, because there's been a conflict on the inside of somebody. This conflict is the struggle between the flesh and the spirit. And all you, all you have to do is let God fill your cup so it runs over. The cup he's talking about is your spirit man, the real one on the inside of you. You are created a spirit being. I'll get into the scriptures in a minute. When I get to going, you're going to have to hurry up. You've got to follow me, okay? You're created a spirit being. God is a spirit. He's not restricted by by flesh. Time. Time is restriction to the flesh. Okay? Okay? He's not, re- he's not restricted to time, distance, circumstance. All of that stuff is what we fight in the flesh. We're fighting time. Fighting distance. Always a day late and a dollar short. 
in the flesh. Do you understand what I'm saying? In the flesh. But Jesus, thank God for Jesus. Jesus came to set us free from that stuff. All things are possible with God. Now, and I'm, I'm going to... I may preach in a minute, but I'm going to set some things up for you. Because we need to get understanding of what's going on here. God is liberating Omega Church. And by the way, I just want to say this. I need to say this. God dropped this into me, and I need to say it. What, we, what I see here today is movers and shakers and influencers. Who's he talking about? Who who's he talking about? Right, turn. <laughs> yes, Gideon, he's talking to you. I'm the least of the least. You're a mover, shaker, and you're an influencer. Everybody say influencer. Now listen, I want to tell you right now, I'm speaking it over you. So get, get ready. I'm speaking it over you this week. This week. God is going to put somebody in front of you that you're going to influence. Now listen very carefully. It's not only just influencing that situation right there, but to influence their life. And statistics show, and I'm not too much on statistics because you can be the exception to the rule in which you are. But statistics show that most people only go to church unless somebody they know invites them. You can do all the advertisement you want. But unless the church understands that they are influencers, will the church fill up? Well, that went really big. I'm prophesying of the Holy Ghost is going to rise up within you at that specific moment. It's going to be like lightning striking in your spirit. And you're going to say, wait, 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 this is a God moment. And God's going to have you to speak something just simple. And it's going to ooze right out of you. And it's going to touch them. And all of a sudden, they're going to be connected with you in the spirit. And there, you don't walk off from that. People's going to want to be around you. Well, that went really big. Because see, you know, Zona mentioned it earlier. I was a very shy individual. People don't realize how shy I was. That's what happens when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you. He delivers you from the weakness of that flesh. The reason why I was shy is the intimidation. Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost after hiding out. He wanted everybody to see and everybody to hear what was happening that moment. Boldness is going to come upon you. You're going to influence somebody. Maybe somebody you don't even know. God's going to cause you to influence them to come to Jesus and be a part of what God's doing. I'm just, now I'm, pro, I'm, I'm speaking right now prophetically. I'm not, I'll preach in a minute. I'm speaking prophetically. This is what's going to happen. 
Because the church has waited too long sitting on their hands and their feet on their unblessed assurance. Y'all missed that. And, they, and we haven't lived on the cutting edge of the thrill of life. You know what a grave is? A grave is nothing more than, than uh, uh, I mean, a rut is nothing more than a grave with two ends kicked out. Most of God's people have lived their salvation in a rut. In a rut. And God says, I, I, I'm going to get you out of that rut. Okay? And you're going to become, you are, you are, I'm not even going to say you're becoming, you are an influencer. You're a mover. You're a shaker. You're moving people out of where they're at and you're shaking the things that have held them bound. In fact, you're going to be able to pray the prayer of faith. In some cases, you're going to pray the prayer of faith right there in the grocery store. And say, Pastor Ronnie, don't put that on me. I'm not. The Holy Ghost is. Uh, Zona and I had the privilege, and we didn't know what we was doing. God took us out of a box. Everybody say, out of a box. And you know what? I, you know, I was meeting with Richard this week, talking about, like, you know, uh, in the last few days, week or so, I don't know. And I made a statement about getting out of the box. And it hit me for the first time that all the years I've ever said that. It hit me. Maybe God's going to break you out of the box and the next thing he's going to set you in ain't even in a rectangular or square. Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> I wish I was a fly on the wall where I could see that. Because your hands get a little sweaty and your heart starts pounding. And all of a sudden, you came out of that grave. If you will grab, that's what this is all about. The church has to be revived so you can go vibe somebody else. You were expecting the world to get vibed. And, and they can't be vibed when we, we're, we're laying down sleeping with them. And you think I'm kidding? That, that's in the, the scriptures. Ephesians says, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. He was talking to the church. The church has been, a de- has been dead and ain't going to be dead no more. Glory to God. So if we run around the building, we jump up and down, we shout a little bit. If that makes you nervous, then uh, the next time that you go to your favorite sports game, good grief, and, and you come to church the next day and you can't hardly talk, I'm going to say, was you out shouting the praises of Jesus? Or was you out shouting the San Antonio Spurs, who's our losers? They ain't going to start winning until they get right. Now just, um, uh, anyway. That's beside the point. The, what I'm saying to you is, the answer to all of life's dilemmas is that w- the church be awake. This is our time. 
Do you understand? Quit waiting for another time. When the church is out of here, they won't have any more influence on planet Earth. This is our time to influence is right now. We are at the close of what is referred to in the Bible as the church age. And the culmination of the church age is going to be at the very end. He saved the best for last. All the pre... Listen carefully. God never leaves out any generation. Every generation has a move of God. Okay? I don't want to go through church history with you right now, but that's every generation. It started on the day of Pentecost after the resurrection of Jesus where he told him to go to Jerusalem, wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. They go there, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the church started off with a bang. 3,000 people were added to the church that day. One day. One day. One day. And God's already give us a pattern where Jesus saves the best wine for the last. Remember? Very first miracle Jesus ever performed. And we're at the last of the church age. He saved the best for the last. So if, if Peter, the apostles, the disciples of Jesus became... Lightning rods, if you would, for the Holy Spirit in their generation. And he started the church off with power and boldness and influencing their generation. What do you think he's going to do here? Yes. Like, come, come quickly, Lord Jesus, please, please. No, 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 no. He said he's coming back for a glorious church. A glorious church is a victorious church, an influencing church. You follow? That's why it's important. You're an influencer. Say that with me out loud. I'm a Holy Ghost influencer. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is influencing you. If you want to know the word grace, the word grace, that's what it means. The influence of the Holy Ghost upon your heart reflected in your life. Reflected in your life. Reflected in your life. And quit. Listen carefully. The mindset of the church. And, and I'm preaching now. Okay, good gravy. The mindset of the church has been, let's just hold the fort until Jesus gets here. You know that there used to be an old song sung like that? I hated that song. Along with it, the great speckled bird. (laughs) Referring to, listen carefully, referring to the church. The church is not a speckled bird. Oh my goodness. So much unbelieving song. Listen, I, I am going to tell you. Now, I know many people may, may not like the style, 
But I am so excited about the songs of this generation. I really am. I'm, I, 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 I send Richard songs all the time. I said, Richard, let's get this song. Let's get this song. Glory to God. Don't be stuck in the past. Everybody say, don't be stuck in the past. Glory to God. Now, that doesn't mean you don't take things that are good and learn from them. But what I'm talking about God's going to do in these days is a culmination of all the previous, listen carefully, all of the previous moves of God's in previous generations. Now, I got a scripture for you. He said he would pour out of his spirit. Joel, chapter 2. He was going to pour out of his spirit in the last days. Peter stood up and said that. This is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. He said, I will pour out the former and the latter rain in one month. Both of them. Former rain causes the seed to germinate. The latter rain causes the seed that is germinated now to come to full maturity. God says in the last days I'm going to cause the former and the latter rain to be poured out in one month. Meaning as fast as you plant the seed, God's going to cause it to water, spring up, and just as soon as that sprung up, he's going to pour it out again, and as he pours it out again, it's coming to harvest. All in one month. Find that in Joel chapter 2. How many of you would like to plant a seed and before the end of the month you get to reap it all? That's what God is preparing the church for. And the church has been all oh Jesus. We've been all limited. Everybody say limited. limited. The day of limitations are coming off. Now Only you can make a decision if you're going to be in it. Oh, man. Here has been the problem. How many of you ever learned to swim by just... (laughs) Oh, it's cold. (laughs) How many of you ever learned to swim like that? It's cold, and you get little goosebumps going on. That's not how you learn to swim. There's only one way to learn how to swim. You got to get out there where you can't touch the bottom. Are you listening? Now, how many of you in here know how to swim? Am I telling the truth? You can't, you can't have one foot on the shore and one little toe dipping in. You got to get out in the flow. Everybody say in the flow. You say, Pastor Ronnie, are you, you talking to me? Yes, I am. I ain't talking about swimming right now. I'm talking about something much more important than physical swimming. I'm talking about getting to the flow of the Holy Ghost. That's what takes the limits off of you. That's what takes the limits off. That's the only answer for what's going on in our society. 
only answer. Okay? Now, when you get in the flow of the Holy Ghost and He influences you, then guess what? You can stand up before, listen carefully, before magistrates, before, before those that are in authority. You can stand up there and speak such wisdom that all of a sudden their, their mouth flops open and they don't know what to say and they, you know, they may try to lie but the Holy Spirit will catch them on that too. That's what I'm talking about. This has got to change and it can only change through the Holy Ghost working through the church. Amen. Guys, why don't you pull up Galatians chapter 5 in the Passion Translation uh, starting with verse 13. We'll go to Romans here in just a minute. Romans chapter 8. Everybody say limitless. limitless. Now what I'm referring to referring to to get, get, get us out of the... Listen, this is where this is where your Christian experience becomes exciting. Reason why, the reason why we got some people don't want to, they, they fight church is because there's no excitement. There's no passion. Everybody say passion. passion. Have, you, have you ever heard of the passion of Christ? Yes. What, what caused Jesus to go through everything that he went through at the cross. It was his passion. He had something burning on the inside of him. You know what it was? It was he was so full of the love of the Father that he could not keep it to himself. And he says, if it means total uh, sacrifice of myself so this love that I have experienced from the Father toward me may be to all of humanity. It's, it's what that passion got a hold of him. Now listen very carefully. I, I, and I, I mentioned it, when did I use it? Yesterday morning? When would I use this phrase I asked you about? Yesterday. Yesterday morning we had a, a leadership meeting. And I want you to get this. Passion, the absence of passion, the moment you lose passion, that's the moment that all of your endeavors go to die. Do you understand what I just said to you? If you lose your passion for your spouse, that's where... Your marriage goes to die. Lose your passion for your children. That's where a separation from your children goes to die. You lose your passion for your business or your place of employment. <laughs> Listen, there's where your, <laughs> your unemployment starts to lead you to die. You follow? When we're talking about the passion of Christ, when the church loses its passion of Christ, that's where the church goes to die. Okay? 
Okay? Passion, and we're not, talk, we're not talking about just human excitement here. It goes way beyond that. We're not, we're not talking about momentum when, when we're playing on a sports team because that can shift like that. That's human emotion. I'm talking about something that makes you get up in the morning. I'm talking about something that, 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 that is way beyond what can be explained in words. And it's the passion of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's what puts that fire in you. You found, you found it? Okay. <laughs> Y'all probably already had it up there for the last 10 minutes. Listen to this. We'll start with verse 13. Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. Freedom where? I, want, I, want, I got to emphasize that. Absence from the Holy Spirit, there is no freedom. Whom, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord, there is liberty. Okay? But don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the natural realm. Say this with me out loud. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has come into my heart, into my heart for me to live, me to live the supernatural. The supernatural. Yeah. Amen. Okay? Oh my God. Freedom means that we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we become servants of one another. Expressing love. We say love. We're not talking about just your affection. We're talking about the love of God in all we do. For, God, for, for love completes the law of God. All of the law can be summarized in one grand statement. Demonstrate love to your neighbor even as you care and love, uh, care for and love yourself. Now listen very carefully. Jesus just did this at the cross. The love that the Father had put and given Him now, He wants us to experience. See, the true love of God is selfless. It's not self-indulging. It wants to break out and share what they're experiencing with somebody else. And let me tell you, because I know what I'm talking about, that inferiority of fallen human nature will cause you to self-implode. It keeps you to yourself. Watch this. And everything comes about what you're doing. But if you continue to criticize and come against each other over minor issues, you're acting like wild beasts. Is that what's happening in the world? Uh, 
trying to destroy one another. As you yield you freely and fully to the dynamic life. I like that, the dynamic life. And power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of self-life. You'll abandon it. Because all of a sudden, life is bigger than you. It's bigger than myself. It's bigger than me being inward. The Holy Spirit's talking to somebody right now. It's bigger than that. The Holy Spirit comes in. When He comes into your heart, He begins to expand you. He begins to take your heart, and, and instead of being narrow, you become broad, deep, high. Are, you, are y'all grabbing what I'm saying? And, and that doesn't mean you're pushy. It just means that you're not ashamed. For your self-life craving craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit. Hinder Him from living freely within you. The Holy Spirit, in, the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self-life from dominating you. I love that. I love that. When, when, when you just abandon, I'm just going to live, let the Holy Spirit live through me, then guess what happens? The, the Holy Spirit brings to, to your mind, to your way of thinking, brings to your mind the cravings of what the Father wants in the earth. And it will, call, it will absolutely interfere with the works of the flesh. People are, people are trying to say, well, you know, well, I'm, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Let's, let's just read. So then, the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you, what are they? They are fallen human nature. The Bible refers to it as carnal mindedness or fleshly minded. And the Holy Spirit. These Two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the Spirit. But when you are brought into the full freedom of the Spirit of grace, and grace is influence. It's the influence of God upon your heart, reflection in your life. When you come into the full freedom of the Spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the domination of the law. Now, when he's talking about the law here, he's not talking about the Ten Commandments. He's talking about the law of sin and death. Make sure you understand which law he's talking about. Okay? You will no longer be living under the domination of the law of sin and death in that old nature but soaring above it. Everybody say soaring above it. Now, I've gotten on the plane and flown flown before. I don't particularly care to fly, but I've flown before. People look at me, well, you don't fly. 
No, I've flown, and I'm not going to say, I won't ever say I won't fly again. But there's a flight that doesn't make you seasick. Are you following me? It doesn't get your equilibrium off. In fact, it finally stabilizes you. And the, and, the, and the flight that I'm talking about, the flying that I'm talking about, is soaring like an eagle instead of squawking with the chickens. Are you following me? Turn to your neighbor and say, the eagle's on the inside of you. Now, it'd be bad to be born an eagle and be raised by chickens. You, you yearn out there. Oh, oh. Hello. That's what a lot of Christians go to, do, go to church to do. They, they yearn out there because they're born an eagle, but they're squawking with chickens. And so our church has become full of a bunch of chicken. It's a chicken coop. I don't know if y'all have ever raised any. How many of you have raised any chickens? Let me tell you, you're getting in the chicken coop. Yes. I promise you, you will step in it. Yes. And all that stuff in the chicken coop is supposed to be used for fertilizer. Right. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's about time you use all that stuff for fertilizer. Okay. And when things grow, they, it grows up. Y'all pull that down too fast. Put that back up there. Just keep it up there. All right. But when you are brought into full freedom of the spirit of grace, you are no longer living under the domination of the law of sin and death, but soaring above it. Verse 19. The, craving of, the cravings of the self-life are oblivious. They're oblivious. Sexual immorality. Uh, 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 I said obvious is what it should be. I should have said obvious. I did read that. Okay. But it, it becomes oblivious because we're talking about soaring with eagles. Everybody with me? Okay. It should be oblivious to you when you, when you get freed, truly freed, by the Spirit of grace, which is the Holy Ghost. It will be oblivious. It will, it will be obliviated from your lifestyle. You say, Pastor Ronnie, is that really possible? As long as you walk in the Spirit. Amen. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums, Anger, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself being in love with your own opinions. Wow. Being envious of the blessings of others. Murderer. Uncontrolled addictions. Wild parties. And all other similar behavior. Haven't I've already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God. Verse 22. But I love it when God intervenes. 
But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love and all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, joy that overflows. How many of you want your cup running over? All right. Now listen very carefully. I mentioned this yesterday to John over here. And I want to give it to you. Came right out of me and said, I got to use that. Everybody needs to hear it. When the Bible talks about your cup running, there's a difference in having a little teacup. How many of you ever had one of them little espressos? Little teacup. And you put it over there. It's easy to make that little teacup. It doesn't take very much to make that little teacup overflow. Okay? But how about getting a big old mug? Pouring it in there until it overflows. Now, now, stay with me just a minute. So what's the purpose? They're both overflowing, Pastor Ronnie. There's a big difference. Let me put it to you this way. Suppose that we have a half-inch water hose. We turn it on full force. And it's got pressure, and it's going to push water out. Okay? And, and, you know, when I've had my grandkids over and I'm out there watering the plants, sometimes they get in front of me and I just... <laughs> okay, and get them wet. And they go, oh, uh, Papa! Hello. But guess what? It doesn't knock them down. Are you following me? But what about you getting a fire hose? You see the difference in the overflow. You know what Christians need? They get, need to get rid of their little teacups. And let the Holy Ghost overflow their mug. When it does, it war. listen carefully. It washes, it absolutely washes all the excuses out of the way, pushes them out of the way, knocks them down, runs over them, and flows out. Are you following me? You understand the difference? The little teacups are the ones that want to dip their toe in it. Are y'all, y'all, y'all understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> All right, let's, let's go on. Uh, let's, joy that overflows. How many of you need some joy that overflows? I can see right now some of y'all need some. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action. In other words, don't just act. Show them kindness while you're doing it. Okay? A life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, strength of spirit. Never set the law, and we're talking about the law, a moral law here, and also the law of sin and death. Never set the law above these qualities. Now listen carefully. Don't set the law of sin and death over this. We just got through reading that those that operate in the law of the spirit of life, the law of the spirit of grace, it absolutely, absolutely overflows to the point that it makes it easy. Everybody say easy. Easy. 
easy to live in the overflow. Which produces this stuff. Okay? Never set the law above these qualities. For they are meant to be limitless. Did you get that? Limitless. Okay? So what does the devil want to do? He wants us to get carnally minded. He wants it to be so strong that our carnal mind absolutely squashes and restricts the Holy Spirit from producing these in our lives. Most people have, uh, I'm talking about Christians now. Most Christians have no idea. We put God in this little box. I've heard some people say, you know, Trey one time was preaching at a place. And he made a statement about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the leader there got upset and said, this is the last time you, because I got the Holy Spirit when I got saved. Really? Then how come the Bible talks about his two separate experiences? And I can prove it in the book of Acts more than one case. I don't, I don't need no more about the Holy Spirit. So Trey never went back. You're, you're reje- Listen, you reject the Holy Spirit. That's the only place in the Bible the Bible says you're close to committing blasphemy. Never talk about against the Holy Spirit. Never. But my point is, there are a lot of Christians that want, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. I love this little box because I know that one of these days when I get to heaven, when they have no idea that Jesus came to put heaven in their box and break the box. Heaven has no limits. I want to say that again. Heaven has no limits. Has no limits. Glory to God. Put a fire on the inside of you. Keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus, the anointed one, have already experienced crucifixion. We experienced it with him on the cross. For everything connected with our self-life was put to death on the cross and crucified with the Messiah. We must live in the Holy Spirit and flow after him. I'm going to put it another way, flow with him. So may we never be arrogant, look down on another, for we, each of us, is an original. Everybody say original. Original. In fact, the Bible puts it like this, that you and I, as individuals in God, uh, reveal the manifold grace of God. You know what manifold means? The variations. The different aspects. It, it takes all of the original to express the whole of God. 
It takes my little short self and your tall self to express all of God. Uh, we must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. So when we use, listen, self-life, self-life, that fallen human nature, competes with other, listen carefully, with other individuals and tries to make itself be better or, than somebody else. You're not meant to try to be better than somebody else. You're meant to be better than that fallen human nature that was born in you when you came into the earth. Your competition is not with somebody else. Glory to God. All right, go move. Oh, man. Go with me real quickly. Quickly. Go with me to Romans chapter 8, and we want to use the message translation again. Okay? Romans chapter 8. So, verse number 1. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voices of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus. That's why you're here, I trust. If you don't know Jesus, you need to make him Lord of your life. It's not about the hereafter. It's, a, it's about now. Do you understand when you get to the hereafter, it'll be now? The anointed one. Go to verse 2. For the law of the spirit life. Now here's another law. The law of the spirit life overflowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. You've been liberated. Everybody say freed. So the limits of fallen human nature have been broken through the law of the spirit life. For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish. And the law he's talking about here is not the law of sin and death. The law he's talking about here is the moral code of Moses. Everybody say the moral code. How many of you know when it says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God? That's a good law. Yes? No? That's a good law. When he says, and when he goes on to talk about that you shouldn't steal, you shouldn't kill, you should in fact, if you study just the Ten Commandments, you'll find out the first laws, first five, I think, are six, four, five, six laws there. The first laws all have to do with our relationship with God. The second half of those laws have to do with our relationship with one another. Now, let me read that again. Because the law, uh, uh, for God achieved what the law, that moral code, was unable to accomplish. It was given to us for good. Okay? Because the law, that moral code, was limited. It was what? 
We just got through reading where you walk after the Spirit, it's limitless. These are not meant to be limiting you. They're meant to limit, be limitless. Because the law was limited. How come it was limited? By the weakness of human nature. In fact, Jesus came that the righteousness of that moral code would be fulfilled in us. If in fact, if you read the Old Testament, one of the prophets wrote and said, I'm going to take my law and write it upon the tables of your heart and it will no longer be on stone. Are you following me? Okay. Yet God sent his uh, son in human form to identify with human weaknesses. To identify. So we had, he identified with our human weaknesses so we could identify with his supernatural strength. Amen. Clothed with humility, God's son gave his body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all Condemn the guilt and power of sin. Now here's what I want you to see right here. Condemnation. Jesus came to put sin in its place. Condemnation is imprisonment. I'm going to say that one more time. Condemnation is imprisonment. And God said that Jesus came to put sin in imprisonment. He put the act of sin and imprisoned it in the nature of sin. Are you with me? The nature of sin is what causes the act of sin. But Jesus came to give us a born-again spirit so that the fire of His Spirit would give us the passion of the Holy Spirit to drive out all the appetites, desires of that self-life and put them and confine them, listen carefully, in the nature of sin and then crucify it. So that you and I could live a free life from the excuses and the confinement of that imprisonment. That's why, that's why you never should be ashamed of the Holy Ghost. You start acting like you're free. You start acting like, hey, Goliath shows up, woo, yes, let's go. Instead of falling apart, we hear all the negative stuff. Listen, I'm going to tell you, there's going to be an economic change. And you need to understand that. If you don't stay in the Spirit, it'll scare the daylights out of you. But if you stay in the Spirit, you'll also know during the economic change, that's when the transfer 
of wealth takes place. Listen, do you think when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, do you think that they just wanted to give all their gold and silver? No. They got so fed up with the freedom and the prosperity that God had even on these poor people that had no understanding of what's going on. Because uh, Moses was sent by God out of the fiery bush experience. Say this with me. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. Is, my, uh, is the burning bush experience. It's, that's my experience. And so Moses, after having an encounter with the Spirit of God, goes to set them free. As he goes to set them free, guess what? There was a conflict because a, a transfer, a change was happening. Are you following? What do you think is going on now? We just got through having a plague. And of course, it was, we know it was all man-made, but what does, listen, what does fallen human nature do? It works in cahoots with the devil. And God says, hey, guess what? I'm going to bring you out. And you're going, to have, you're going to have these big conflicts with the devil. But when I do bring you out, bring you into where you possess. Everybody say possess. possess. The reason why I'm going to possess is because I am possessed. <laughs> when you're possessed with the Holy Ghost, He'll make you possess. He said, I'm going to bring you out. And as I bring you out, I'm going to cause you to possess everything that they cheated you out of. I'm just throwing a little bit out there. Let me read just a little bit further. Y'all are here, right? Learning. Okay. Yet God sent his own son in human form to identify with human weaknesses, clothed with humility. God's son gave his body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. He confined it. So now every righteous requirement of the moral code could be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. Listen, the Holy Ghost is not going to lead you to cheat on your wife. The Holy Ghost is not going to lead you to steal. The Holy Ghost is probably going to lead you to Omega Church so you can run around and shout for a little bit. The Holy Ghost is going to lead you to go out there and be influencers so that you can lead other people to the same freedom you have. Amen. Glory to God. And we are freed to live. Say that with me out loud. I'm freed to live. Free Say it out loud. I'm free to live Jesus' abundant life. Not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. I, 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 time. Those who are motivated by the flesh 
only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. Mm. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Holy Spirit or by the Spirit finds life and peace. In fact, the mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan. That's the reason why sometimes people come to church and they fight God. That's the reason why sometimes uh, God will move on people and they fight it. Can, can, can I just tell you about myself? I, I went to church all my life. Probably more than you all. <laughs> and you can grow up in church. You can be raised in a pastor's home. And you can still have the pride of life. And so because I was inward, inward, you follow? Inward. That's what fallen human nature does. It's inward. And, and, and shy like, and I would, I would go to church. I love God. I'd want to praise Him. But guess what I would do? And most of the time I was right here in the middle section in the back watching everything. <laughs> Are you following me? Watching everything. Now, how many of you know that all of us have different flavors? How many of you like chocolate? How many of you don't like chocolate? How many of you like vanilla? How many of you don't like vanilla? How many of you like strawberry and you don't like vanilla or chocolate? My point is, God takes your originality, your uniqueness, and you're just one flavor. And so if you judge the flavor, you forget it's the ice cream. So I like chocolate. And I was judging all the other flavors. Because after all, I'm going to church. Listen carefully. I'm going to church for me. Are, are you listening? Yes. I'm going to church for me. That's self-indulgence. So you can go to church and be just as fleshly as people out there in the world that don't know God. Right. That's what I was. Are you following me? Y'all still love Jesus, right? Yeah. We're talking about me. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about you. So God worked on me. It didn't happen overnight. It took layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of breaking that shell of chaff so that God could get to the wheat. The inside of me. Glory to God. Y'all better be careful. God had to embarrass my flesh more than one time. I'll never forget, Dad asked me one time, he, he, he made it public. He got up here and he publicly made this statement. He publicly made it. 
He said, I have requested Ronnie to come help me on the platform. And at that time, we all sat on the platform. I hated sitting on the platform. And so I came up there. That's what he told, that's what he told the whole congregation. So next Sunday, I came in just, just as the service started. And my excuse, my fleshly excuse, because I'm shy, inward, 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 I'm shy, was I'm going to sit and ooze right back to where I normally sit. You remember this, Ona? So we praised and worshiped the Lord for a little while. Then Dad comes over here to the podium. See, everybody loves my dad because they thought dad was so sweet and nice, except to his kids. He got, a, he got up publicly. Now listen, folks. I don't mind rebuke, but I prefer it not to be public. And he made this statement. He said, I have... Boldly. He didn't say it nicely. I have said that I requested Ronnie on the platform to help me. I came down here sheepishly with my face as red as a beet. And it, it would glow with my heartbeat. What he was doing, he was rebuking my flesh. Because he saw something after the spirit. That my carnal mind was talking me out of. So if I get up here and get a little bold once in a while, and it sounds a little bit rebukey, just at least as I, listen carefully. I'd you would rather me do it all publicly to everybody at the same time, right? You need to understand what we're talking about. That stinking flesh wants to keep you captivated in condemnation so you can't live the freedom of the Spirit and be what God designed you to be. Listen, I did not. God saw something in me. Not me. I couldn't see it because of the, the fleshly way of thinking. And God saw it. What I'm trying to help you to see today is God sees something in you that your eye hasn't seen, your ear hasn't heard, and it hasn't entered into your heart. But He does reveal it to you by His Spirit. That means you're going to have to let the Holy Ghost do a work in you to revamp you and get you out of your stinking self-indulgence of worrying about whether or not you're going to be embarrassed. Because you're trying to, you're trying to do, get God's results living the way the world does. And God's saying, I, I, you don't understand. 
I chose the things that are not to bring to naught the things that are. So what you don't see that seem like they're not, I'm going to work in you by my Holy Spirit and I'm going to bring forth out of that fire the image of what I created you to be in the likeness of Jesus in your originality. Are you, are, you, are you hearing me? Yes. Glory to God. Yes, Richard, can you all come up here? We're going to sing this song. Glory to God. It's time for this mountain in you to move. Your biggest mountain is not your set of circumstances. You keep struggling on the outside thinking that it's your circumstances, the color of your skin, the side of town you live on, the kind of car you drive, it will never be good enough. Don't you get it? It ain't ever going to be good enough. Forget all of that nonsense and let the Holy Ghost burn in you what he originally called you to be. And quit making it a racial issue. Quit making it a financial status issue. Quit making it an inferiority issue. Just let the Holy Ghost bring you into the limitlessness of what he's designed you to be. Glory to God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Glory to God. We're going to sing this song. As we sing this song, the last one, it's time for the mountain to move. And I want you, listen carefully, I want you to come right down here and it would be best to get as close as you can so you don't see anybody seeing you. And just let the Holy Ghost do a work inside you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to pray for those that are sick. That includes those that are viewing by the internet. Sickness is of the devil. Amen. Glory to God. But he already took care of it. It's not a promise. It's already done. So if you're sick in your body, your soul, your mind, your spirit, we're going to take care of that right now. Now, Father God, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you've already taken care of it. You even said it's every sickness and disease and even those that have not been named, they do not have authority over us. We have authority over them in the name of Jesus. Now, Father God, we thank you that Jesus took stripes on his back, that through those stripes we were, therefore we are healed in the name of Jesus. We take authority over every manner of sickness and disease, whether in the mind, the emotions, the soulish realm, the spirit. We take authority over you in the name of Jesus, and you bow down to what has already been done. In the name of Jesus, declare it with me. By his stripes, we are the healed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
Now I gotta make the announcements to you real quick. Pay attention. On March the 28th, on a Tuesday night, there's gonna be another interest meeting for the school that we're wanting to launch. I want you to influence, everybody say influence, people to be here because you need to know this is a different way we're it's talking about. It's totally different and you need to get some understanding on it. Even if you don't have children or grandchildren that may not be here, you need to influence people. Okay? Because we want to reach our gener uh, generation of young people. You need to say anything with it, Richard? Because we're just going to reveal some new things. Yes. Regarding the different aspects of the school. It's an exciting time. Yes. You can come before, come again and bring someone. Amen. Amen. Seven o'clock. That's it. That, we got it at seven, right? Seven o'clock. All right. Now, I'm going to give this to you. On March the 17th, don't forget, we're influencers, right? The city is putting up a vote for on the city charter to change the city charter. And you need to know what all that means. You say, well, I don't vote. I'm not in the city. But you need to, it's going to affect you. And you can help get the word out because we got an election coming up in May. And this has to be defeated. Amen. I, don't, I don't want to go into a lot of details, but this is what it talks about. Uh, Justice Charter or Criminal Benefit Act. That's the question mark. And it's going to be presented by Juan Seguin Society, which is a, a conservative Hispanic uh, unity where they un unite. And they're going to be presenting it, and there will be an assistant attorney general from the state of Texas here. There'll also be a retired San Antonio police officer that's going to talk about the, these effects. We're going, we're going to pray. We're not going to forget the spiritual side. Okay? But I want, I want you... This is important because you need to get understanding because it all sneaks under. You know what I mean? It goes under, you know. It's not something that's broad-faced. Broad and we want to uncover that so you can see it, all right? And that's this Friday, March the, 17th, March the 17th, all right? March the 24th, 25th, and 26th. We're going to have three days. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we're going to have some guest speakers here with us. And we're going to have Friday night at 7 o'clock. Saturday morning at 10 o'clock and then Sunday morning I mean Saturday, Saturday night at 7 o'clock Sunday morning again at 10 o'clock and then Sunday evening at 6 o'clock you do not want to miss it I said you do not want to miss it you're influencers alright glory to God so I want you to be here uh, amen you might as well just get used to it we're going to be doing stuff like this all the time one last thing which nobody knew anything about. And I've been asking the Lord to help me to know when to. Next Sunday night, it's not going to be a regular service. But if you're interested in biblical economics, 
Something is fixing to change economically. And you want to be here at 6 o'clock. We're going to dive right into it. Okay? I'm telling you, you need to get prepared. The world's going to shake. We've already had two banks, major banks, close. Went bankrupt within a matter of just a couple of days. Second largest bank that ever crashed in the United States. Crashed. $21 billion in assets. Okay? And then right after that, another one did. Now, this is not to scare you. This is to prepare you. Because these shakings, God says one last time, I'm gonna He said, I'm going to shake heaven and earth. The gold and the silver is mine. And he said, I'm going to shake heaven and earth. But if you're not prepared, and you don't know from a biblical standpoint. So, next Sunday evening at 6 o'clock. Okay? All right. And I just, I got the release to do it. I've been knowing that I've needed to do it. But this is information that you need to have accessible to you. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, listen very carefully, on that particular service, if you're not going to decide to tithe into the kingdom of God, don't even bother showing up. Because everything I say to you will be useless. You have to understand what Pastor Zona mentioned this morning. Where are you at? What she mentioned this morning in the book of Malachi. It's going to be great for those that get in covenant relationship with God. It's going to be cruel for those that don't. Okay? So, next Sunday, 6 o'clock. All right? Father, I thank you as we leave this place. Thank you that your grace surrounds us like a shield, follows us wherever we go. Thank you, Father, that we hear your voice and the voice of another we won't follow. We thank you, Lord Jesus, you've given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. You've given us the name of Jesus to use, which we invoke right now. Say this, in the name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Now, Father, fill us so full of your love as we go out into our everyday lives. That the manifestations of your love would manifest through us and touch those with the gospel of the truth we come in contact with. We give you the praise and thanksgiving for it. In Jesus' name, give somebody a high five and say, the mountain's moving. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.